happen to be in the family and how I usually call them a certain particular part of my favorite. And I got to thinking and uh, I asked God, you know, hey, look, I know you have favorites in the Bible. I know you got favorites in the world now. And uh, what makes them your favorite? And he says, you've answered your own question. Why do you have favorites? And I thought to myself, I'm like, Lord, is it that simple? He's like, yeah, it is pretty much. It's your uniqueness. There's a certain part of every single person alive that makes you his favorite. Nobody can take that place but you. That's what makes you the favorite. When Noah built that ark, nobody else could do it. When Moses went around, or was it Abraham, went around and built a Altars, nobody else would do it. There was things that were moved by people. There was certain prayers done by people, and God made it specifically known to me that that's why I'm his favorite in a specific way. Everybody in this church has a place in God's heart. So God bless you, and uh, continue to be blessed. Remember, you're special in God's eyes. That's why I love you. That's why I love this church. That's why I love what God's doing with us. And he brought a word to me, and uh, it was because of this, the prayer that uh, we had yesterday. They have this special thing going on with uh, prayer. Uh, It's a... 24 uh, 7 prayer and basically it talks about specific ways you can pray and it just happens to hit at the end of this month uh that uh, we should pray in um in respect to can i tell you i, I i'd rather be blank right now than be filled with this flesh You know what I mean? God bless you. Uh, So what's important is there are differences in praise and worship. So we hit a mark for this week is praying in worship. So to understand that worship I started looking around, and I was thinking maybe I should do something different. And uh, it was about favoritism, and I was like, oh, Lord, this is pretty simple, you know. It's going to be easy, you know. Now I know you gave me the answer, but that's why I kind of let that go. And I went focused on this a little bit more, only because it hit me in the heart when I uh, began to pray yesterday and today and it came so clear to me how interesting it is when you become a part of his love. When you become in a loving relationship, he becomes your lover. This world has tainted that word, and it's not fair to God. 
He misses that relationship of worship. We can praise, we can lift him up, we can dance, we can sing, but can we really include worship in that praise? And so I, uh, I'm pulling the text from Exodus chapter 34, verse 14. Exodus chapter 34, verse 14 reads, For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is jealous, is a jealous God. So what's interesting about why he is jealous We have to think about what we worship in our hearts the most. We have a tendency of falling into a trap in this world and we lose track of time and we become a part of this world. And like when the children of of, uh, Egypt, when they left Egypt and they uh, came into this place, and Moses disappeared for 40 days. And, you know, I heard that uh, in six days they began to doubt God and how in 40 days they just totally forgot who brought them out of Egypt. And that's what's become of this world. They forgot who brought them out of bondage. I'm reminded. And I thank God that he brought me out the way he brought me. It is an incredible journey to walk when there is darkness to your left. There's hatred on your right. And there's nothing but a pool of sin behind you. But God sets you on a path. And he falls in love with you. And if you want to return that love, you want to return that worship. Because he loved us first. He gave us his son that we can be free from this world. And it's so easy for us to lose focus. I know there's times that I've got begin to wonder, Lord, am I your favorite? Have I forgotten something? Am I looking too far back? And when this worship word came out, I, it's mentioned 182 times in the Bible in di- different verses, in different ways. And one thing that I've begun to understand is that it is real easy 
to forget where you come from. I thank God that he makes it easy for us sometimes. It's mostly a lot of times that he sets our foot on the sturdy ground and we begin to walk away and step deep into the water and watch things just crash around us. And uh, in Hebrews chapter 13, Verse fifteen. The word, the word reads, "By him, therefore, let us of." Offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. So if we can think of worship and praise continually. There's one thing that that really crashed my boat into reality today I was thinking about it I was worshiping and I was like why can't I do it better why can't it be better and uh, God gave me this reality of praise on top of worship and what a mix what a wonderful love what an interesting way to lift our father our God our creator our maker he who did all this through his wonderful wisdom and lifting him continually, just constantly lifting him up. And I couldn't sit there and fathom the idea of stopping. I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And the more I praise, the more I worship. The stronger his presence got. And I, I was amazed because I never thought that his spirit couldn't move the way it did. When I put the two together and began to sing worship and love, it's so amazing what he does. He takes the worries away. He takes the darkness away. He gives you that light. He gives you that strength. He gives you that purpose. And it's so much higher than the things of this world. Uh, I, I think about. I was helping a friend out today. I had to drive to Hollywood, drop him off, and everybody's telling me, don't do it, don't do it. I'm like, why? Yeah, he's the enemy, you know, and he's a sinner, and he's not probably telling you not the truth. And, and you know, the, the, all this worry was building up in me, and I laughed because I started thinking about the worship and praise. And I was like, what am I worried about? These are the people of the world. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know who I'm walking with. If they understood what I see in helping a friend or a person or an individual out, Jesus helped everybody out. He never stopped. 
He didn't stop with the sick, the lame, the dead, the, the blind, hallelujah, the dumb. Jesus is a miracle-working God. Out that door, there are so many people who need this, this wonderful word, this wonderful truth, this amazing power that God has given us. It doesn't stop with just us. It goes out this world. It goes all over this world. It is so amazing what God is about to do. Hallelujah. The world can't contain it. They try to maintain it. They try to excuse it. They try to say, no, this isn't possible. That person's done. You should write them off. Thank you, Lord, for not writing me off. This world will write off a whole bunch of people out there. Let's let's give them love. Let's give them this word. Let's give them hope. Let's tell them all you have to do is worship. Of course, be baptized. Receive the Holy Ghost. Speak in tongues. Be resurrected. Hallelujah. Live that changed life. Repent. Jesus is willing to save us, save them, save us all. He said he didn't want not one to perish. Hallelujah, Jesus. He is so magnificent. There are great things taking place, whether we know it or not. Hallelujah. It's miraculous. It may seem small, but I do things not to throw question or amaze myself. But I threw a tool in the air in a bag, in my tool bag today, and it landed exactly where I needed it to. It was so amazing, and it was like, Lord, I know that wasn't me. (laughs) That's my Jesus. He's walking with me, and he's showing me if you just let me. Trust me. Believe in me. And I worship him. I worship him for doing that for me. I worship him for the small things that I don't have to do. I don't do things because I know I can worship him for it later. That I was an instrument and I worship him for that. I praise him for what he shows me. But when you look up uh, the definition of uh, jealous, I had to look it up, and I'm like, it can't be that simple, and I don't understand why people just turn what the meaning of it is. And it says, to feel jealousy means to feel threatened, insecure, protective of something you already have. I want you to picture this. He won. He won your love. He won your, your family. He's got your faith. He already has it. What makes him jealous is that you don't recognize. I didn't recognize I don't, I don't blame him for being jealous. 
because I took it all in stride. I, I really didn't comprehend what I was doing when I took credit for the things that he did. So I made my God jealous. I didn't lift him up. I didn't praise and I didn't worship him. A significant praise, a significant worship by our lips, by what we understand, how he does what he does for us constantly. Day in, day out. He lifts us up out of this bed, out of our beds. He gives us another day. And I try to remember every morning, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the breath of my lungs. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the trees that give me oxygen. Thank you for the love, the sun, the moon, the stars. Then you start thinking about the elements, and then you think about all the small organisms that make things happen, the, the small, craw creepy, crawly things and the slithering things, and then the animals, the birds that are chirping outside the door. I'm like, Lord, what are they saying? I want to know what they're saying. To me, it sounds like cheer and joy and happiness. Hallelujah. Those birds are worshiping. Their creator. They're singing songs. It's so amazing and so interesting how God has put so many things in light. How he's turned this word into life. How he's turned it into truth. Hallelujah, Jesus. But we live in a world that's a little bit confused. Maybe not so little, maybe a lot. But the one thing that we need to help them out with is to show them in the Bible that God has answered. In John chapter 4, verse 23, Jesus said, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the truth, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. If the world could grasp the concept of his wonderful word, He lays down the wisdom of our oxygen, of what our bodies are capable of doing. He gives us the answer. He tells us, don't do this. Don't eat that. Don't put that in your body. It's bad. You won't grow. You're stunting your growth. Your imagination is going to die because you're putting this in your body or making this happen. You're not drinking enough water. Those are things that are truth. We don't seek that truth. I know there was a time I would fill my body with things that were ungodly, and I tell you, <laughs> I didn't want the truth because it would set you free. 
set you free from this world, from the agony, from the chains, from the lies, from some people who tell you they love you and they don't. Oh, just a little more. When they know very well it's not for the good. Jesus is here for us. He wants us to trust in him. To believe and trust in all our mind, body, and soul. I love what his word tells us because it is truth. And right before that, he says again, he says it clearly. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But we know because the truth has been given to us. It wasn't just for them at that time. Or at that time it was just for them. But Jesus ripped that veil in half so we can have the same opportunity. And I thank him for that. I worship the Lord because he is awesome. He is so wonderful, beautiful, so loving, so calm, so kind. He's very patient with us. He loves us even when we falter in ways. He knows and he knew it. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he cried. He bawled his heart out because he knew. And then he said they know not what they do when he was on the cross. <laughs> Imagine for those that have backslidden and know. Oh, hallelujah, what a testimony that will be. Hallelujah. In Psalms 78, 78, verse 58, it reads, For they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. That's an indication of what's happening in this world today. The world is lost. They're making graven images. They're saying there's some people out there that are saying there is no God. There is no truth. The word is not. Is a man-made book of fairy tales. And that is a sad time right now. This world is becoming. And what's so interesting about that is that, again, the truth comes out in the Bible. And it tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 19. I love the word. It's incredibly encouraging and letting me know that it supports itself. 
in the Old Testament and New Testament. In chapter 8, verse 19, And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. Hallelujah. This is just a warning to the world. I uh, I began I think 25, 26 years ago. I was one of those believers who said this didn't mean anything. The word that God didn't exist. He left me at an altar. And so... He didn't fill me with the Holy Ghost. He didn't do what I asked him to do. But that's not the God we serve. That's not the God that's of the Bible. It wasn't because he didn't want to. It was because it wasn't time. So I became one of those who became, became Test that he he used me as a testimony to allow this world to know that he is a true God, and that there is a place after death that is not a good place to go to. When I saw that, he used me as a testimony that I may tell the lost those in this world, the sinners, that is not going to be fun in that place. In Revelations chapter 14, verse 11, it talks about that place. Not necessarily that place, but it talks about judgment. 11, chapter 11, and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship. Now you got to take that into consideration. That's where I was. I was worshiping the evil beast. I was doing everything that the Bible told me not to do. Because I didn't believe in it anymore. And uh, God woke me up. And he told me about this. He says, he who worship the beast and his image. And whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. they would be in this place so I stopped worshiping the devil the beast I saw that the mark was going to take place that there was a huge guillotine Jesus asked me are you willing to die 
for me. That night I was baptized. I received the Holy Ghost and I repented of my sins. But there was so much more. I didn't know how much more was in the word. And truly understanding that there is so much to grasp. And the one thing that we know in prayer, in worship, in praise, if you put them all together and get in his presence continually, constantly, almost being a pest to almighty God. <laughs> He's not going to push you away. He's going to draw you closer. As the Bible says, he will draw you nigh. Nearer and nearer. And that's what I want. I want to be on the cloak. I want to be on the train. I want to be in the, in the bucket of blessings. Of his sanctification. Of his mercy. Of the peace. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank the Lord for choosing me that I might have this opportunity to share his word and share his truth, his love, his devotion to us. Even when we don't deserve it, Lord knows I don't. <laughs> That's why I'm always picking at myself while I'm up here. I'm like, Lord, no, please, I, I don't deserve this. But he is breaking me down and he's telling me, look, you're not the only one. There's a lot more sinners out in this world that deserve him. That have done a lot less than I have, but also that have done a lot more. But what a testimony they will bring. God is going to change lives. and God is doing it now. Hallelujah. God is wonderful and worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's not shy of his glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for your sacrifice. Hallelujah. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 23. Hit reads which things he indeed issue a wisdom in will worship and humility and ne neglecting of the body not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh And that struck a chord with me because <laughs> when I threw that tool into that bag and I surrendered to God and I told him it wasn't me, reminds me of that verse that says, nothing of me is from me, but by God and his wonderful hand, his wonderful will. I worship him and only him. I am nothing and I will give my body up to the glorifying of my God.
to the coming of his kingdom, which will surpass all understanding. He is a great God, and he keeps his promises. He loves us. He loves his church. He loves the people in this church. Hallelujah. We have to love our brothers and sisters who have left, or those that have backslidden, or those that are still here that are struggling. We must love them, lift them up in prayer. Jesus has given us a chore. But if we think of it as a simple thing, but what he has given is way much more than what we can give. A little time here and there really doesn't matter. A sacrifice of time. A little pinch, a little pinch here and there. I have little spasms in my legs that affect me sometimes in my hands and my wrists and my neck. And I, I'm like, Lord, I just don't want to move today. I want to take some time off. He's like, I got you. And so I mosey on out the door and say, Lord, it's all you. It has to be. It has to be God. We have to surrender this flesh to God. We have to allow him to be bold into this world. To give hope to those who can't see it. I have a lot of people that are sick around me, and I think about it all the time. Lord Jesus, when are you going to take their pain away? He's like, what about yours? I don't need it. I can walk. I can talk. I can hold my balance. I'm good. How about them? He's, he's got work for them. But it's so interesting how they turn from God their own creator, God have mercy. We show them love. We still love them. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got a couple more verses here. I know there's one more that I misplaced somewhere. <laughs> Oh, no, there it is. Okay, so I'm on my last verse. So, uh, It's just all these bookmarks I got. <laughs> it's good to be in order, but I'll tell you, I thought I had something all prepared, and then it changed right at the last minute. I got home, and I'm like, okay, I got a couple hours. Let me relax, and... <laughs> Like, it, it, this, this fruit got a lot sweeter. Hallelujah. The word. What an amazing strength, encouraging, loving, nurturing. So if we could stand for... Just a few moments of remembrance of how God has brought us here and has taken such a great deal of problems out of our lives. What a testimony about this church and what's happening. Hallelujah. 
That's our God. That's our amazing Savior. That is the great creator. He gave himself a name so we can lift other people out of this dark world. That they can be saved under his name and under his sacrifice. The lamb, hallelujah. What a wonderful God. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 6. It reads, and again, when be brightened in the first begotten into the world, he saith, and let all the angels of God worship him. Jesus, we worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You are an amazing God. You are the only God. We think about the worship part of our lives. What do we really worship? And how can we really worship God? I was blown away by thinking of all the small things. How to worship. For the ground that he knelt on in Gethsemane. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you. I worship you for the splinters on your back. These are all small things. Think about these small things. What a wonderful way to worship the Lord, our God, who created us, who made us, who blessed us, who changed us who gave us wisdom that we could lift him up and be strengthened by the worship, by the praise continually. When you start to lose your your walk, you think about where to worship him. Going down the street, yesterday I was cooking. I'm like, man, I forgot this ingredient. I began to worship him. He says, what did you forget? I worship you, Lord, for reminding me. I worship you, Lord, for showing me. I worship you, Lord, for giving me strength. For giving me the ingredients I need in my life. Hallelujah. Isn't that an incredible God to worship? Isn't he worthy? Hallelujah, Jesus. He is magnificent. Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship you for putting us in the middle of Stuart. I worship you for the roads we go down. And we see the blind. We see the lost. We see the lame. I don't know about you, but I've been going down these streets and I've been seeing that. I worship you, Jesus, for reminding me that I have work to do to lift you up, to worship and praise. Don't think that slithering snake isn't out there trying to take what God has given us. 
was walking the store yesterday or a couple of days ago. I had a man come up to me, and it's funny how they walk up to you and they say, Oh, wow, you look like you go to church. <laughs> yes, I do go to church. Then they tell you about something that they found in the Word. They jumble up the words to suit their need. I worship you, Jesus, for your wisdom and your truth. That no one's going to take me astray. I worship you. You help me find that place. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is one truth. There is one life. There is one word. I worship you, Jesus, for that truth. Hallelujah. Why not worship him for all that? All that he's given, all that he has given us in strength in our lives. Hallelujah, Jesus. You can find a place wherever you're at. Worship him. Praise him. Bless his name. Anoint his spirit with your love. Return that love he's given to you. Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship you with all my heart. I worship you, Jesus. I want you to be jealous when there is something in my life that's not supposed to be there. I worship you, my King, my Savior, for the light that you have given, for the structure. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. There's none but you, Jesus. There's nothing in this world that's stronger than your love. Hallelujah, Jesus. I am yours and you are mine. I worship you. Hallelujah. You are my strength. You are my Lord. You are my Redeemer. I worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I worship your word. Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship your truth. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We come to the mountain, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we seek your words. We seek your wisdom. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's love him. Hallelujah. Let's continue to bless his name. Hallelujah. We worship you. 